You know, I begin every message the same, every message preparation the same. I ask the Lord, what is the seed of your message for this particular service? And as I leant in, thank you team, as I leant in um, coming towards this Sunday, I just couldn't bring myself to preach about the Holy Spirit because he is so dear, he is so close, he is so real. And so I've, I felt not to bring a preach or a message this Sunday, but something that feels more like a devotional, more the overflow of my very heart and my very walk with the Holy Spirit. And so I want to talk this Sunday about my companion, the Holy Spirit. Do you know him? I want to remind us of this companion, the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to start by reading out of John 14, 16. And it says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter, counsellor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener and standby, that he may remain with you forever. This is who he is for me. And I tried to find a picture that best demonstrates who he is for me. And this is a picture of my father and I. Um, on this particular day, we were walking down this path. We'd actually been just attended the funeral of a dear friend and we were walking and we were talking and we were debriefing and I, I scrolled through all my images and this one Beth shows who the Holy Spirit is for me. He is my constant, faithful, steadfast companion, ever present. Now, the Holy Spirit has been with me my whole life. I grew up on a sheep and wheat farm as a little girl and on Saturday mornings, my dad would go out into the bush with one of his best mates and under the big gum trees and the red earth and no souls around apart from some roaming sheep. And he'd go out into the thick scrub right into the bush. And with his friend on a Saturday morning, they would pray together. And sometimes their prayers would reach such great heights that graduate from prayer into worship. And they would sing in the bush, two young men, so hungry for the Holy Spirit, so hungry and zealous for the Lord. They would worship. They would even break into dance under those big trees, under the clear blue sky, out in the middle of the bush, two young men in a hungry pursuit of the Holy Spirit. So as a little girl growing up on this sheep and wheat farm, I was born into an environment and a culture that loved and valued the presence of God and the Holy Spirit. And I'm grateful for that. The passion for the Holy Spirit was something that I was born into, literally. But like anything of the faith, at some point, it needs to morph from being inherent to being our own revelation. He has always walked with me as long as I can remember. My mum tells me that I was filled with the Holy Spirit at five years of age. So don't doubt um, the interactions and the encounters of your children. They are real, they are tangible, and they'll carry them in their hearts. And even if they stray from the Lord when they grow up, Carry those memories and those moments in your heart because they are undeniable, those interactions, those encounters of a child. 
Even at the age of seven, I was water baptised and I had to debate with my dad that day. Um, he wasn't convinced that I had the insight or the understanding of what the significance of the act was. So I had to wrestle with him and everything in me wanted to be water baptised. I didn't have all the words, but I knew in my heart that that's what I really wanted, an outward sign of my inward conviction to follow Jesus. And so I was baptised that day and it was out on the lake and it was a stormy day. The lake was normally flat and calm, but that day it was like being in the ocean. There was these huge waves and I had a grown man on either side of me holding me in the waves as I was baptised. And I was only seven years old, but for the rest of that day, I was subdued. I hardly spoke a word because I felt the Holy Spirit around me in that encounter. It was so real. At 10 years of age, I was prophesied over and the call of God was identified on my young life. And I, I carried that word in my heart. It was real to me in my heart. It wasn't just the prophet addressing me. God spoke to my heart. The Holy Spirit was with me in that moment, you know, birthing the call of God in my young heart. It was so year, it was so real. Now, in my teenage years, I grappled with what was authentic in the church. As a young person, I didn't appreciate pretentious Christianity, and I'm still the same today. I am in the pursuit of a real outworking of our faith. I believe our faith is meant to be outworked not just with polite words, but with power and with miracles equipping and accompanying those words. And there's something in me that will just not be um, content with a pretentious a rhythmic, religious outworking of our faith. I'm looking for something real and alive and dynamic. Is anyone else keen in the pursuit of that here today? No, uh, when I was 16 years old, um, I was on exchange. I was on the other side of the world. And I, I often comment on this moment because... Because growing up in the house of God, I knew his presence from a young age. It's almost like the, the moment I felt him the most, however, was when I turned my back on him. I was, I was on exchange. My dad had a terrible um, heart attack back in Australia. And I was separate from my family. And I was in this um, exchange house with an unfamiliar family. But I was, I was at a point in my life, I was just looking out the window into the world. Um, being away from family created opportunity for that. To be honest, I, again, I'm so black and white, I learned quickly that there was no substance or satisfaction in anything that the world had to offer. But in this particular moment, I wasn't looking for the Lord. And when tragedy came and I sat in my little room, Nevertheless, I found God's love traveled over land and sea and came and found me. And I felt the Holy Spirit sit with me in the moment of my greatest isolation, greatest separation, greatest need. He came and found me. Even though I wasn't looking for him, the Holy Spirit came and sat with me. He is the most loyal, steadfast companion. You know, the presence of the Holy Spirit is one of my all-time favorite things literally all-time favorite things because when he is in the room I feel the most at ease like my complete self you know some of my most powerful experiences have been in this room encountering the Holy Spirit you know sometimes if you see me on my knees in worship it's not necessarily out of reverence although my heart 
does reference the Lord, sometimes it's because I literally can't stand for the power of God pouring into me in this place in amazing moments of worship. And, you know, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 tells us about the whole, how the Holy Spirit fills us like that. It says, do you not know that your body is the temple, the very sanctuary of the Holy Spirit who lives within you, whom you have received as a gift from God? You are not your own. He fills the temple, the spaces of our heart. He literally fills us. He literally pours in. It's so powerful. You know, there have been times when I've felt him pray through me in intercession, and I thought my very heart would break with the intensity of the pain or the burden or the prayer that's come for an individual or for a, a, a need in our city or for the Syrian people. There have been times my heart has been so pierced. It's the most intense pain I've felt in my human life, the intercession of the Holy Spirit. He is so dynamic and rich and real, what he does in and through our lives. You know, as a parent, I've thought, if I can just see that my children have the gift of the Holy Spirit, they will have the greatest thing to empower them for this life. You know, there is so much I can do for them, but I thought the gift of the Holy Spirit is a game changer. And when I look to the future of this world, I think they need, like nothing else, the infilling of the Holy Spirit. You know, I was a shy little girl, and I have a gentle, reflective side to my nature, but the power of the Holy Spirit in me is like a fierce power emboldening my very nature. And Judges 6.34 talks about this, and I, I like to relate to this scripture a lot because this is what it feels like when I partner with the Holy Spirit. It says, but the Spirit of the Lord clothed Gideon with himself and took possession of him and he blew a trumpet and the clan of Abiezer was gathered to him. That's what it feels like to me. It's as if the Lord clothes me with himself. Are you enjoying this so far, this devotional? I'm just, I'm just telling you the, the, some of the most precious truths that I carry in my heart, how real the Holy Spirit is to me. I'm inviting you in to my world. You know, with the Holy Spirit, we can walk through any test or trial. We can make it through any test or trial. His presence is the greatest thing on this planet. You know, man can't produce the presence of God. God comes and fills this sanctuary and it's the best thing on the planet, literally. You know, God made a beautiful world for us, but when he called Jesus home and he gifted us the Holy Spirit in exchange, he gave us the ultimate gift. Who knows he knew what he was doing when he took his son home and he left the Holy Spirit with us. But sometimes I think we neglect this great gift, electing rather to face or process and fight things in our humanity, which is so limited. When all of heaven's resources are available to us in the infilling of the Holy Spirit, why would we overlook that? May we never lose our wonder for the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Now, there is only one prerequisite for the infilling of the Holy Spirit, and that is humility and a hungry heart. And I'm believing many hearts will be filled with this gift today. 
and Acts 10, 44 to 46 talks about the infilling. And I love this scripture because it shows us that no one is disqualified from this great gift. And I want to reassure your heart today. Maybe in your heart you even think this gift is for the holy alone. But no, this scripture tells us that this gift is meant to be poured out. Anyone that has a pulse, anyone that has breath, this gift is for. And it says, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell on all who were listening to the message and the believers from the circumcised the Jews who came with Peter were surprised and amazed because the free gift of the Holy Spirit had been bestowed and poured out largely even on the Gentiles for they heard them talking in unknown tongues languages and extolling and magnifying God no one is disqualified repeat this after me I am not disqualified You know, as a leader, the Holy Spirit brings wisdom, illuminates the way, and brings a higher perspective. And I'm sure Pastor Hartz and I can both agree we could not do this without the Holy Spirit. It is only for the illumination of the Holy Spirit that we can do what we can do. And, you know, even recently, I was looking across a crowded room, and one of our leaders caught my eye, and I'd grown a little bit disenchanted sort of disenchanted with um, the progress I was seeing in the life of this beautiful leader and I love and have the utmost respect for, for all our leaders. I was just hoping for more out of this life and as I looked at this person I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, don't underestimate them and he corrected me and he recovered my faith in them in that moment. See the Holy Spirit is a great advocate Even in this church, even in maintaining life and health in this church, the Holy Spirit is advocating for us, for our progress. You know, there was a time uh, I'd I'd interacted, probably one of the most challenging, undermining conversations in all my years of building Silverwater, and a, a leader just tore me to shreds, and it's someone that I really respected And they challenged who I was. They challenged my integrity. They challenged my motives. They misunderstood me. And I remember walking away from that confrontation and walking along the Parramatta River where the Lord meets with me, along the Parramatta River. And as I walked and I just offered up the, you know, the sorrow of my heart to the Lord, I just felt that undeniable heavenly affirmation come. And it's like he, all the the accusations just faded around me. And his empowerment, his ordination, his selection of me came in a moment in his presence. It's like a thousand words or it doesn't need any words. It's like his presence and his love comes and we feel complete and order is restored in our world. It's It's an amazing communion when you can taste of it. You know, I build the church purely by intuition. Wouldn't you say that's the truth, hearts? (laughs) You know, go this way, engage that person, release that person, appoint that person, challenge that person, wait on that person, celebrate that person, led by the Holy Spirit all the way. And it was the same for the prophets. It says in Acts 13, 44, so then being sent out by the Holy Spirit, They went down to Seleucia, and from that port they sailed 
to Cyprus. It was the same for the prophets as it is for us today. We are sent out by the Holy Spirit into our marketplace, into our families, into our um, sphere of influence. We are sent out on course, on mission by the Holy Spirit. You know, the Lord does all the heavy lifting in building his church. I'm convinced more and more he gives me everything I need. I just show up, I say his words, and he does everything. You know, this scripture comes to mind as I think of the Holy Spirit. This one was the first scripture that sprung to mind. And I know it's speaking of God and Moses and their interaction. But if the Holy Spirit makes me feel like anything, it's this scripture in Exodus 33:22. And while my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft of the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take away my hand and you shall see my back but my face shall not be seen. Just the power and magnitude of God. See, when the Holy Spirit enters the room, he makes me feel so small and so aware of his power, the atmosphere, the dynamics shift when the power of God fills the room. And it feels like anything is possible when he fills the room. When the Holy Spirit walks into the room, it's an amazing feeling. You know, the Holy Spirit holds the key to unlock every circumstance, every meeting. You know, I just wait and follow his lead. You know, last Sunday night, we had a ministry time on the altar here. We had three stunning voices speak into relationships. And as they spoke, um, we opened the altar and maybe one or two people stepped forward to be prayed for into this area of relationships. And I thought, that was such a smorgasbord. Surely there'll be this big response and people will come to the altar but no there was just one or two then I stood to the side and as the worship song moved I asked the Holy Spirit what do you want to do in our midst tonight and he gave me one word strength he wanted to impart strength and as I opened the altar again and began to speak around the key that he had given then the altar was filled side to side full to the brim people leaning in and responding. See, the Holy Spirit is the boss. He has the key over every corporate meeting, over your circumstances. He holds sacred keys for you. You know, he is my coach and he corrects me too. Just as he would correct you, I believe. He speaks to our heart for our own good, for our own protection. You know, people, including myself, look like fools when we step out in our own authority. But if we wait for his leading, then we go in his covering. You know, I'm going to ask the band to come soon. And I'm going to say that my favourite thing this year has been to sit with the Holy Spirit. You know, and watch the early evening sunrise actually just out of my deck and just to commune with him, not to think about too much, just to coincide. Because the Holy Spirit is like a person he doesn't talk nonstop. He's comfortable in silence. He's fun, his love, his peace, and he is real. And we need never feel alone, even sometimes, even in marriage, even in close proximity. You know, we can feel alone sometimes, coinciding but disconnected. But the Holy Spirit is always just one reach of the heart away. He's never far. And the test is to be patient in being with him because the drive and the distraction of the world is all around, vying for our attention. He is patient. He'll stand alongside us for the entire breadth of our life, not wavering, not lifting his face from ours. 
He sees us completely, beauty and flaws, and His all-inclusive love takes us in. He is everything my teenage self could have hoped for. He is not pretentious or performance-oriented. He just is. And everything else pales in comparison. His insight is profound. His presence so disarming. He is the Holy Spirit. I knew him at five, at seven, at 10, at 16, and today and beyond. And he will always be my guide and my helpmate. In him, I have all that I need. I am complete. And you too can be complete in him. In the infilling of the Holy Spirit. every heart, every mind. Thank you that you see us. You are our complete answer. You have us covered. Thank you for the rest we find in you. 